Hello and welcome to the Saints Prime podcast. I'm Ollie. We'll go quick introductions. Jamie, go first. Jamie, I'm Saints fan all my life. Harry Tisdale, Saints fan, similar to you. And my Saints fan, don't forget that. Average follower, <laughs> I yeah. would say. Mikey? Yeah, Mikey. Uh, yeah, same. <laughs> Sounds somewhat interested if you want I mean, to. I, mean, I am. Yeah, okay. I'm so interested. Uh, so I'm Ollie and I've been Saints fan 10 years. Mm. I think that's easy enough. Yep, to the exact so. date as well. Yeah. Mm. Well, not exact date, but <laughs> <I'm not laughs> Okay, so firstly, what should we go f- have a look for first? Watford game. Watford game. So we all went, didn't we? Yeah. We all enjoyed ourselves. Shane Long record breaking goal. Yeah, exactly. Mikey, <laughs> any thoughts? Our Lord and Saviour. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was insane. Just you, you looked, you looked away, you looked back, and Shane Long was still on goal. Yeah. Uh, like, ah, well, this is happening. Yeah. Shane Long came yeah. in the front. You knew he was going to put that in. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I was passing on the team like here. I, I looked to my left. Hang a minute. Shane <laughs> about to log. <laughs> 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 yeah. Who actually had faith he was going to finish it though? I. Of course. I I know. I know. I I'd hope, but not a great amount of expectation. I almost didn't have enough time to. To see who Big. was actually yeah. on the ball, yeah. I just saw someone one on one with the keeper, yeah. and who, it went who in. Else, who else presses like Shane Long? No, I know that's true. With his rapid pace up front. Yeah, <laughs> Ralph Hasenhut was influenced him, you know. Yeah, push on that ball. He's got a uh, up for player of the month. Yeah, uh, up there with Hazard, Perez. I mean, has uh, yeah. he scored the most goals this month? No, Perez no, has. Who but, oh, he did. Paris. Paris, he got a hat trick against Australia. Oh yeah, we've delivered that to him. It's fine. But if anyone told you that Shaylong would A, score more than two goals in a single season, but then B, be up for an actual Player of the Month award, yeah. who would... You turn, who off, would it, you turn off Mikey's Xbox, because so you know that's, that's the only unless, thing he does. Unless Koeman's came back magically, no one would have thought that. And under Howard's and Usul, he looks, yeah. he looks like the player did under Koeman. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the same football under Koeman, mm. though. It's attacking, yeah. it's direct, and it suits him. You, you think about the managers that we've had in the past, it's been quite defensive football. So yeah. you, you don't get that counter-attacking, the pace that Shane Long brings to the side. Mm. He's been used more as a target man, which doesn't suit him as well. Yeah. He still can play like that, but it's not his preferred... No, he, no. he, he yeah. likes running in behind. That's mm. the thing that he does and does well. He catches him to sleep. And just never giving up on the ball. And <laughs> he, he silenced a lot of Saints fans that dislikes him. And I, I always felt like I backed him. I know you, obviously, Mikey, you always backed him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's good to see because it's not just that he's a, a solid player. He's someone that you want to succeed as well because he just comes across as a, yeah. as a good guy as well. But the way we, the way the game flowed, are you disappointed? Well, we're obviously disappointed we conceded, but were you, were you that shocked that after we did up after Shane Long came off, we had no outlet up front and they just kept on pushing us, pushing yeah. us? And well, the goal in the end well, felt inevitable. I thought that the decision for Valerie to come on was the right one in the circumstance because I knew that Watford were going to get mm. under pressure, but it was also. The fact that Ward Prowse, even though he played well that game, he did look a little bit shaky defensively. In the first yeah. half, when we were out, like attacking and attacking, he looked quality at right wing yeah. back. But you always had the defensive frailty of can he like make the tackle in the yeah. head and stuff like that. Um, so I thought it was the right decision. And Valerie did well when he came on. It wasn't down his side of the pitch that the mistake yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh, 
So I thought it was the right thing. And yeah, Redmond's not an out-and-out striker, but he'd still run his, run his backside off mm. up the front. The, the problem with that was that it's it's not it's not as much as he has to be a good striker because at, at that point it was more just try and hold up the ball and that's the problem he was he was knackered to be fair to him I do feel sorry for him and that's look at the hindsight it's obviously much easier because if we clear that chance make it keep the game one nil fantastic you know it's it was a great man management but if I look at it if he just if he subbed off long for a like for like and put Ings there, maybe Ings would have been would have been better at holding up the ball and maybe because every time the ball got smashed up the field, Camaselli found it easy to be honest to just get the ball back, play it back from out, out our defence. We never, I never really felt after the 80th minute mark or however long it was after Shane Long came off that we we were comfortable in. We we never really attacked after he came off because we just didn't have that outlet because. Josh Sims went forward a couple of times. Valerie went forward a couple of times, but there was no real end product to what they did, and they just kind of ran in a straight line and then God they got it back. I feel um, yeah, when was it Sims came on for long? Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. No, yeah, sorry, yeah. Valerie, but when Sims long, came yeah. on, strong, we didn't have like I said, we didn't really have an out and out striker. Whereas Red, like I said, Redmond isn't really that sort of player. Yeah, and that's what like I said. I was a bit surprised how Danny's didn't even play that game at all. But I think. Hassan Hussle's played those games to stay up. You see mm-hmm. both in the Watford and Bournemouth game. He's cut his losses and almost gone. Uh, if we get two draws, that's what we need. We're safe. Yeah, and I think a lot of people were frustrated to see us hold the, the ball in the corner against Bournemouth, mm-hmm. but I think most of us didn't realise that the Cardiff game had changed. Yeah. Fulham were up, uh, while well, Fulham were winning, and it meant that we could stay up with a draw. And although it's frustrating to see, because Bournemouth did look a very poor defensive side, it inevitably kept us up and we can go into the next two games with confident and can express ourselves. I think it's it's just uh, I mean, it also didn't help that Yoshida went down with his head injury as well mm, because true. you could sort of tell that he wasn't right afterwards. And then like the loss of the loss of Vestergaard. I thought Stevens played well against Bournemouth, not yeah. brilliantly. Like he made a couple of errors. But, as well, I think but well. o- overall he had a decent game. Yeah. Mm. Um but it, it, you you can tell when we're missing Vestergaard yeah, you can I really think, tell and he is out for the rest of the season we'll get on to the other yeah, players yeah, later yeah. but yeah he's getting out and I think Stevens should definitely be played in that defensive midfield I yeah. think we saw it against Bournemouth when we played that three he went in the centre not because he's the strongest out of our three but more he could push up like you see Matip do for Liverpool yeah. the fact that he'll run and make that gap between the striker and the midfield and make someone commit to make that space yeah. bring the ball out the yeah back definitely well. But whatever result, let's be honest, at that Bournemouth game, if you were told before, right, we're not going to tell you the result, but would you be happy, whatever it is, if you get guaranteed safety? I think most people would be happy. It's, it's given me a couple of days since I, my frustration, but I haven't yeah. come to that, that understanding. But although a draw was frustrating, I do respect the fact that that's kept us up. Yeah. We've got a hard neutral guaranteed for another season. And... Um, it's it's a good result. It's to take the end I mean, you say at the start of the game you'd take a draw with Watford. I think we said that all yeah. the coach yeah. up. But it's just we impressed so well for 80 minutes. Yeah. And those last 10 minutes, the ups and downs of a yeah. Saints fan is quite dangerous yeah. sometimes. It's it's it, it's weird how we, the points that you would want to take differs in when you score. So if they scored first and then we scored a point, a point fantastic. But yeah. Because they scored so late on, it's frustrating. But... Guaranteed safety. 
That's all we really could ask for Hearts News when he came in, especially because the position we're in. So I think the majority of Saints fans are happy. Yeah. So those two games passed. Have a look towards West Ham. Obviously, we are safe now. Mm. How do you reckon? It obviously frees us up a lot more to be much less defensive. Like I said, not we can stay on, bring on that extra striker. How do you think West Ham's going to play out? It depends what West Ham shows up. If it's the West Ham against Tottenham, it's going to be very, very difficult. But, you know, we we have that element of freedom. It's, it's de- it just all depends on what side he puts out. You know, we've got a couple players injured. Birch will probably come back at that left centre-back role if we play the five-back. And, you know, Vestergaard's out, like you said, for the rest of the season. Yoshida's out. And it depends how he's going to rotate because apparently Fraser Forster might come in as well, which is going to be going to be interesting to see what what he brings. I I don't think I I love I like Fraser Forster when he when he was in his form for us, but I don't think it's the best game to bring him back into. Mm. I think if anything, it should be the Huddersfield game because West, like I said, West Ham when they play against Huddersfield, they play against Tottenham and Forster's in goal. It's his first game in Premier League for how long? Like. Since like, since the Tottenham game a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Years ago now, I don't think it's the best time mm. but like I said in front of the home crowd maybe at Huddersfield I think I'm definitely and you think more. you'd like to think even if he concedes a few against Huddersfield you think no you can attack them last game of the season you don't need to worry uh, I would argue that and I'd say West Ham is probably the best game to bring him back in for because you, you look at you look at the way that the fans have reacted to him before like when he's made well he hasn't even really made errors mm. and the fan and we've conceded and the fans are on his back they're not talking about the centre backs in front or like the midfield that gave the ball away they're talking about Forster mm. so sure, I would say that it's probably the best game to bring him back for where there aren't the home fans screaming at him if mm. he does make a mistake and like the game means nothing like if we win, brilliant. If we lose, it doesn't matter. So I would say that without without the um, without the home pressure on him, I think he could perform better than. Mm. And you think our oh, away fans are a lot more dedicated? I think yeah. in that respect, we'll probably hopefully be more forgiving. Yeah. Uh, mm. In yeah, yeah, way to stand. And then if if you look at sorry to interrupt there, but if you look at Angus Gunn's debut, Alex McCarthy's debut, that was against Chelsea. And against Manchester United, both at home, and they both kept clean sheets, I believe. You know, Angus Gunn this season against Chelsea, man of the match performance a few years ago, Alex McCarthy kept a clean sheet. I think we've got a habit of our goalkeepers, sorry to cut you off, but I think I think we've got a habit of our goalkeepers coming in and making a good impact, and I think it's not until they secure that first place that they almost I think they feel that more pressure of being that number one. You look yeah. at uh, McCarthy, uh, obviously came in at a crucial time last season. Don't forget he pulled off several saves to keep us in the league. And then once he got given that number one shirt, it seems like... He didn't gun- care. Yeah, that... Well, not... He wasn't yeah. as confident in goal. He's, when, at the end of last season, he was coming off his line, he was picking the ball mm-hmm. up, he yeah. was... Shout! You could hear him shout from the sidelines mm, and everything like that. Yeah. This year, he just didn't seem the same goalkeeper. He was making a couple of mistakes, like the one away at Huddersfield, where mm. he didn't get down to the shot. Yeah. Um. So, I I think it is just a thing with our goalkeepers. Is that as soon um, as they get the number I, one, I don't know whether it's to do with a different type of desire. I think trying to get into that first team and proving yourself. Mm. 
maybe a more natural desire than keeping your steady mm. position number one. But I think it might be worth having a look at the goalkeeping coach because you think we haven't had a steady number one really since mm. Boric or Foster's, uh, Foster's good stage in goal yeah. until we had his Injury. mistakes and injuries and things like that. So I think, I think it might be worth maybe paying more attention to that. It's, it's odd to think that because our goalkeeper coach worked for England where actually that could be the reason that we're yeah. not doing that well, great. Got, he got, Dave yeah, uh, quote me if I'm wrong, but I think he got relegated with Norwich, went to the England setup and got sacked. And I think... I think he, he left the England setup as a result of uh, Roy Hudson when he... When it, I'm, I'm not going wrong, mm. I think that's when he left the England setup. Mm. Okay, but um, I, I think mm. since that kind of period I'm not sure I've been too confident in our actual goalkeeper's abilities I think a lot of them have had the same problems if you look at them it's not like one's come in and been too ambitious with their crosses like I haven't seen people come in and being too far off their line it seems like they've all been conservative off their line always not uh, quick enough down to the shots and things like that like we blame Forster for his height and things like that but then McCarthy's making the same mistakes again it kind of makes you wonder, is there something going on in the background, mm. or is it rather just confidence? Mm. Yeah, and that's weird. The thing is, though, you, you think about that, but if he's been kept for a couple of coaches, mm. they, they, mu they, must, they must have confidence yeah. in him as a coach if a couple of managers have kept him. So you, you never know what goes behind the scenes, yeah. obviously. I, but I think managers are the easiest to, to get the full force of things, and you think, mm. if it's not going right with a manager, you cut your losses, mm. and you think, would have maybe worth having a look at a new goalkeeping coach. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that's just my opinion. Mm. Maybe I'm being a bit rash. Mm. So looking a bit for the West Ham where, uh, score predictions. What do you think is going to happen? It all depends on how Manuel um, Pellegrini puts his side out. Mm. Because, like, say, so, yeah, if it's Tottenham one, I'm not sure if we I, I'd possibly lose. But like I said, yeah, they're, they're obviously they're safe now, so they may not care as much. I think it's their last home game of the season as well. One of them, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. It may think, like I said, they'll probably have a bit more enthusiasm to go out and get the win. Yeah. It's also a very West Ham thing to do, because they're a very similar side to mm -hmm. us, where we'll mm -hmm. go out and beat a top six team, and then mm -hmm. we'll go and lose to a relegation threatened side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I could see us picking up a po like three points away okay. at West Ham. Well, we'll go around the table, give us the score, and you think what's going to change the game. So, um, obviously, I want us to win. Yeah. But I'm going to go for another one all draw. One all. Mm -hmm. And what do you reckon is going to change the game? Yeah, I'd say it all, d it all depends to me who goes in goal for us yeah. and what's going to happen. Okay. Mm. Harry? 2-2. Uh, I think the defen their defence their defence is weak. I know ours isn't great, but I think they'll make a couple of mistakes. I think Shane Long, even if he doesn't tuck it away, will get at least get past it to someone else that will. And I think, yeah, I think 2-2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think 2-2 will be, will be the result. I think 2 Poor defensive sides at the moment. Lots of goals. Yeah. I, th I think in a match with two two, I can see it being two two. I think, I, like we said, typical Saints. I think <laughs> happy with a draw, but I think we'll be disappointed on the night. Mm. I think Anatovic, she hasn't scored in a while, and we like players yeah. who haven't scored in a while. I think they like yeah, goals against fine. us. Yeah. So I think uh, Anatovic might get a goal against us. I think that's what's going to change the game. Yeah, we go two one. Uh, so I think <laughs> it will be, it will be, it will be one 0 down, and then we'll come back. Uh, Who's going to score? Probably. I don't know. Krause, Krause will get <laughs> one because he'll, he'll score. He'll score against Huddersfield as well because yeah. he'll get his 
three goals in three games. Mm. Do you think you're going to see a change in formation from Ralph? Now it doesn't have to be so defensive. Yeah, Four-two-two-two. He'll, he'll play every game. Yeah. Now because that's the system he likes, and yeah. also we've only got two available centre backs. Yeah. So he doesn't really have much of a choice. There. No, it's true. All right. Okay, so we've had a look at Watford, Bournemouth, and West Ham game. Let's have a look at the Saints' wars that are coming up. Harry, predictions? Which one? Which one? Uh, well, we'll go first of all. Who do you think will win? Uh, players, player. Who do I think will win? Players, players. That's a difficult one. Probably Nathan Rosman will win the players, 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 player of the year. Because let's be honest, they're going to start from when Hasenhutel started managing us because no one was good before that yeah. under that loads of goals loads of assists a clear progression from last season uh, from the start of the season same well. thing James Prowse but Nathan Redmond's scored more goals like don't get me wrong in Ralph's time he's, Nathan scored more yeah I, th- I believe so yeah but I know War Prowse plays in a deeper position so it's it's more difficult yeah. to, I think um, to also I think players player will be Nathan Redmond because mm. I think a little bit of a popularity contest as well because yeah. I think James Will Prowse has been excellent under Hassan Hootel but I think Nathan Redmond will be that one that the players think makes the most mm, impact yeah. I think so I think it will be Nathan Redmond Big pass will be player's player mm. Mikey? I was almost said Hoiberg might be player's player because he's the leader in that dressing room he's mm. the one who uh, is always fired up for the games gets the players fired up and he seems like a good leader off the pitch as well yeah I uh, Sorry, so I yeah, think he, I, I think he he would, he would get players player. I think it's speaking of Hoybeck, he'd also win um, Terry Payne's um, award of um, um, he he thinks best player that season. Mm. So yeah, because like unlike uh, yeah, again, unfair under Ralph has came through and really shined, and the way he picked up the captain uh, captain on man from Bertrand. I can do in Terry's award. I think it'll be James Will Prowse. I think he probably mm. won't be popular enough with the squad to get players player. And I think I think other players might tip him for uh, fans player, so I think he'd be the perfect because he is the Saints boy, and yeah. you think he's through the academy. That's what you want. He's played really well, free kicks, things like that. He's almost crafted his trade a little bit more. Mm. So I think for that particular uh, award, I think that would be James Will Prowse. I think that, uh, James Will Prowse is a good argument, but to play devil's advocate, I wouldn't be surprised if he picks Jan Valery. He's came out of nowhere, Jan Valery almost. Terry Payne will pick him because he's exploded on the scene, did really well under the pressure, and natural, natural Premier League player. Yep. Mikey, Terry Payne, any predictions? Ah, uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> Shane Long. Shane Long, okay, yeah. The last sure. month he's kept no us up. No bias. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How many garments of Shane Long's have you got? Sorry? How many garments of Shane Long's? Oh, right. I've only got his shirt and his boots. Oh, it's right, not okay. That. It's yeah. not that mental. S- slowly cloning your own Shane Long. I will make room. my Shane Long one day. <laughs> oh, okay, so we've gone for who we think will get it. Who do you want to get? Fans player of the, of the year. Who did you vote for, Harry? Uh, I'm I'm ways I'll, I'll I'll make a decision for this podcast. Yeah. But is this a is this an exclusive? For the, no, because there's I just don't think it's right. I know I'm going to go off topic here, but you Brilliant. can't do it before. That's a surprise. You can't, <laughs> you can't do it before the season's over because if it's player of the season, you do it before the season's over. It's not player of the season. It's player of the first thirty-seven games. But thirty-six, we haven't played. <laughs> no, but by the time it ends, it'll be thirty-seven. <laughs> and then you've still got one more, haven't you? Yeah, that's what I mean. So. It could all change in that game. 
What against it West Ham? It can all change against. We've Huddersfield. got one okay. one mean meaningless game against Huddersfield. <laughs> Huddersfield are going to be up for that game. Yeah, yeah I've got no doubt that Huddersfield are going to be up. Yeah. We're going to have to combat game. that. Yeah, but. I think it's it's a it's a real toss up, but once again, I think I think Nathan will get it. I think Nathan will get it just for the pure impact that he's had on the team under Ralph. He, he pushes the team forward. He's loads, quite a few goals, quite a few assists in all competitions as well. Um, he's been very impressive. Yeah. See, I think it'll be Hoiberg. Although Redmond's been very good, and I agree with you that he's been doing well. I think there's still a lot of Redmond haters out there because mm. there's a few chances where he holds the ball too long. Because he's trying to be creative and try and get past players, but I think sometimes when it's not going right, he can be quite frustrating. Whereas I think Hoiberg's shown that passion to the fans, always kind of being the the positive one in there. Obviously, to pick up the captaincy from Ryan Bertrand as well, mm. and to keep it, I think that shows a lot about his kind of attitude in the club. So I think it will be Hoiberg, and I voted for Hoiberg. Mm. I voted for Jan Valery uh, because I. Apart from that Leicester game, considering he was 18, 19 when he got thrown into the first team, he I've not seen a game where he's been out of his depth. Even when he got sent off against Le- Leicester, he didn't actually look out of his depth. Uh, what? He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't look out of his depth uh, just at all, really. Uh, he's, he's played really well. His assist uh, for Matt Target's goal on the weekend was really good. And he's just... I mean, the goal against Man United is insane. Brilliant. Jamie? Uh, Who who did you vote for? I haven't voted as of yet. I hate to say it, I'm kind of going around as Harry here. I'm waiting for the West Ham and Huddersfield game. Mm. I don't know if I've got too late. But I'll probably go with Hoiberg as well. Like I said, yeah, he's really engaged the fans. Where I've spoken to Bertrand didn't before with the captaincy. Mm. You can tell he's really passionate about the club and that. He's got that's why he's got my vote. Okay, and look, careful. Who do you think by next season will be our not players player, but just our overall best player by next year? Mm-hmm. You've got to think Hassan Hootel is going to be implementing his style. Mikey, no Shane Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, yeah. got a better one than that. Right, yeah, uh, uh, Kevin Augustin, Gareth Bale. He'll be <laughs> <laughs> the return. Uh, the return. A busy transfer. Um, no. <sighs> Harry? <laughs> I, need, I need to think about yeah, that. Okay. Harry, any um, predictions? Within the current squads, if we keep going the way we do, it could, it could easily be War Prowse. It could easily be War Prowse because of his tenacious attitude, his, the way he, he, he's a very dogged midfielder at the moment. But I think Nathan Redmond again, especially you know, if we can get him doing that pressing style of football, bring more goals, bring more assists, and does, uh, he's a better decision maker as well come next season I think I think he could definitely be up there yeah I think it's going to be an attacking player I think it's maybe my favouritism but I think Stuart Armstrong mm. we've seen he can score goals he works hard for the team the games that he's come on he's made an impact I think if he plays in the right way and plays in Hassan Hussle's style I think he could really be a really influential player next mm. year I think, I think it seems a bit of a long shot mm. but then again a lot can change in a year yeah. so I think yeah, it's Joe Armstrong. I honestly think I think he could be a very uh, yeah. There's obviously easier choices. You think Ben Rack could be a world class mm. defender by next year, but then again, a but lot of things can change. The thing is with Ben Rack and Vestergaard, if you're saying that, do we really turn on our centre back? Because I think we do personally. But the both of them, he will be our 
starting centre back as our new. Well, I think if we're if we're around. confident with four on the back, we've got mm-hmm. a good partnership pairing there. But you've got to think Yoshida is getting on. I I personally don't really feel comfortable with Stevens coming on as centre back. I think if we do want to keep him, we can try and move him into CDM. But I think we do need cover in that centre back role. So I think just because we've got a good pair of two centre backs, I don't think that means we don't need to get. So no, with Jack Stevens, he did play um, more of a CDM role when he was on loan with Coventry and Swindon as well. Yeah. So he really can prove that. Yeah. Mikey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's been on the computer. Next season, I could see I could see Redmond just keep going. Yeah, keep going. And if he if the the chances he creates for others and himself like just keeps in, increasing, he's done so much in half a season. He could be a really good player next season. Yeah, get uh, I hope he is as well. Be on the Pep Guardiola. I could see. Yeah, especially. I mean, I would take 70, 70 million pounds for him. You know, that's, <laughs> that's fine. He just he needs someone on the opposite flank as well who's got yeah, the same. Yeah. That, that is the, that's pace. what I found with the last half of the season when when Asenuta first came in, Redmond exploded. And uh, Redmond not as not as good at the end of, end of the year, um, and I think with a player coming in like uh, Quincy Promes or Bruma or someone like someone at that caliber, he could really help out on the other side, or maybe just put Stuart Armstrong in there mm. as well and liven that up. But I think we need a bit more pace than Stuart. Yeah, like you just need a little bit more to like partner Kings or Long or. Did you say Boothal if he improved his fitness could fulfil that role? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't think it's his fitness. I think it's more his work rate. Yeah. I think he's de- we've seen on loan, he's definitely got his worldie in him, and I always saw that at Saints. I mean, he got a couple of worldies, but it doesn't mean his work rate has been changed. I think if anyone can change it, it is Hassan Hootel, but I think that's a real deal breaker. Right. So we've talked about. Uh, People are going to be important next season, and I think transfers as well. Harry, any positions you want to see being strengthened next year? I would say maybe a striker, maybe a striker, because Danny Ings, I like him, but we all know he's got a, a, an injury in him, and like like I said earlier, a winger as well. Maybe a backup right back, but I don't want to. I do not want to halt Valerie's progression, mm-hmm. so I'm more than happy just bring in another striker, probably another winger, yeah, and. Um, um, would you have a backup right back maybe on loan but if it's on loan but I just I think that Valerie could be a very good right back and I don't I don't think Hasnuter would uh, get another first team right back to hold his progression but it could be a possibility yeah. I'd rather just get a right back from our youth to get yeah, say, right you rather, is that getting buying a new backup right back use Kane Ramsey yeah. Yeah. is in that position I'm just thinking uh, a bit like we did with Martino I know he wasn't the best but I think if you want a backup, I think I'd personally like a bit of experience because you think both Valerie obviously has been progressing more in the first team, but I think having another, I know it's the Southampton way to have a lot of youth prodigies in there, but I think a bit of experience wouldn't go missing in the squad. Yeah, okay. I think people who I'd want to bring in, uh, definitely a winger down the side to try and support Redmond, someone who's uh, comfortable on both flanks to try and give uh, an attacking out on both ways. I think Redmond can be marked out of the game sometimes, so if we can definitely have another option on the other side, we should try and open up the space that way as well. And I quite like, like we spoke about earlier, another centre-back, just as cover for, I think you want two good centre-backs and two good uh, backups, and I think we need another one of those. And maybe possibly, I know we've got quite a few, but I think 
maybe rethinking our defensive midfield because mm. we've obviously got Asanyotul likes two defensive midfielders and I think we need two strong nailed on defensive midfielders before that wouldn't you think if we make so many changes it will pull apart the harmony of the squad maybe not the harmony but the the overall if you bring in too many players and try and chuck it together like Fulham did it might not it might have an adverse effect yeah, I'm like only talking beneficial. maybe three or four transfers yeah. and I think in the overall aspect I mean Fulham completely rechanged their team yeah. and I think you have to look at it and say changes have to be made I know Hassan Hussle's made a very good change with the players he's got but I think if we definitely want to start pushing in the right direction mm. I think we do need to cut some of the devil out mm. and I think we've been talking about players that have need to come in I think a lot of players need to go out as well I think Hassan Hussle's clearly described on who he who he wants to look for a new club and I think we need to try and replace some of those that are going to leave the summer Do you think um, Carrillo should give him a chance at Ralph? Definitely I, I think should. I think it shouldn't make any rash decisions early on I think everyone should be given a pre-season mm. judged and if they're not going to be used if the face doesn't fit the uh, team then that's that's not their fault they move on and they try and uh, play well somewhere else 100% yeah. Yeah. try and make a good name for the club somewhere else uh, if it doesn't quite fit but you've got to think we've had a lot of changes of managers and if it doesn't fit then it's not particularly his fault I'll say on the transfer front I don't I don't know how much we, I know I've said that we need a winger and stuff like that but you look at some of the options that we've got, some of the young players coming through, like Josh Sims, he's made an impact when he's played. Mm. Uh, I, I think he needs to be, I think he's definitely a bench player at the moment, he's not a starting eleven. but mm. he, even like if he develops over the summer, like Hassan Uttal's now got a whole whole summer with mm. this team, yeah. and what he's done in the two weeks, three weeks that he had before or after the Cardiff game, and what he changed the side into... Like he's he's now got a whole summer to do that, and I'm just really excited for next season. Yeah, yeah definitely. Just, but I'm just a bit annoyed. I'm only going to be able to see the first couple of so, games, so, and then yeah, yeah me and Harry, Mikey, you're going to be able to say what the Saints, Jamie in London. No, we watching either. My plan is uh, we're all off to uni next year, unfortunately. Well, yeah. Mikey's staying at St. Mary. My plan is to go to the Saints away game at West Ham because yeah, my nice. apartment is opposite mm. the West Ham yeah. Stadium. See, I'm quite close to. If I go to Leicester, hopefully, should be able to get a uh, way game there. Harry? Derby won't get promoted. Derby won't get promoted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you think, oh, there'll probably be... Oh, Derby's the centre of the country, so everything's almost... Lots of things are within a half an hour drive, so... It should be, it should um, be good. Yeah, I'll be yeah. watching from afar. Yeah. On your illegal streams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dodgy streams. Okay, so... We've had a look at players in and out. Should we have a quick look at players that have gone out and moved on to other places? Ex Saints mm. players. A lot of uh, different things happen with our ex Saints players. The yeah. Ox came back in from injury. Yeah, long term injury, came back into the Liverpool side. I think he looked quite good, almost got a goal uh, yeah. in the league. Yeah. Yeah. He should have put it away. Yeah. It's, it is nice to see Ox playing because he's, he's one of the ones that, where you've looked at the players that we've let go, he, prob he probably shouldn't have gone like, to Arsenal at the time know, that he yeah. did. But. You, you, he, he always comes across very nice. He's always quite supportive of Southampton whenever he talks about him, and it's it's nice to see him playing at a top level where he does deserve to play because at Arsenal he's just mm. not being used. Yeah. I always remember um, when he came back with Arsenal, when I was come out in the game, come out and clap all the Saints fans. Yeah, I, was, I quite like when Saints Pierre Walker would also do that as well. Mm. 
That's what come. I got the ex saints. They do that. I'm not especially the ones that come from the youth. Mm. They've got that bit of class. But if Dejan Lovren tried to do that, <laughs> yeah. it'd be very nice. Yeah. <laughs> also about <laughs> Liverpool centre backs. Any Liverpool players that yeah. are ex saints. Apart from Lambert. Virgil Van Dijk, obviously winning Player of the Year. Giving us a two-second shout-out in his acceptance uh, <laughs> speech. That was. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not having any of it. No, I'm not having any of it. And then, then he got ripped apart at the new camp. Yeah, he got to Messi, prove himself is... against the best, and he got caught ball watching for the first goal. Yeah. On his heels for the second, yeah. and what can you do about that? The, uh, the third one, he should have. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this, this is definitely sold partly from our point of view that, mm. that he left in the way that he did because it was very unprofessional yeah. from what we can see anyway but he won player of the year so he's, he's still a pretty good I mean, player you, you can't you can't doubt his talent mm. he is one of the best centre-backs in the world it's just the fact like I just hate the fact people talk about how good of a mentality he has and how, how everything like that and like, it just seems it it seems so forced the mm. fact that they're now making him the best centre back yeah. in the world. Mm. I think they want to justify that think, price they paid for him. Yes, the statistics of um, his his season current to Amanda Vassar and the fact they can say his name Vidic. No, no, hang on. I'm on the statistics here. Are these the Sorry, we'll cut this down. Yeah. Are these statistics... That's what, his I, season I, at Southampton. I, I know what you mean. You, so I I thought, thought, yeah. Oh, right, okay. So that's him, him at Southampton versus at... And Nemanja Vidic. Vidic. His stats... I thought you were wrong about that. No, his, I, I don't know. That's all right. That's all right. Okay. I knew, I knew what that was. Cause yeah. Because that's what Mikey showed me and he kicked off about it. Yeah. We can't just keep cutting out mid-conversations like this, though. Um, I apologise for mine, but I just saw no, no, that is not yours. There was there was nothing I could do about <laughs> it. I just yeah. lost it. I don't know why did you kick off about me saying metaphorically? Because you can't say that. What? The red bit. The red bit. You can't talk about blood flowing out, Harry. Okay, we're good. Come back in here. Yeah, so, um, with Van Dyke, I don't. Yeah, he's been very forcefully saying, "Oh, he's the best centre back ever." Where compared to um, Amanda Vidic's season 2008-2009, oh, um, he had 23 clean sheets compared to Van Dijk's 7... 17. 17, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he had 71 interceptions compared to Van Dijk's 39, and 62 to tackles compared to Van Dijk's 34, and the stats just go on and on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think as well, I saw this on Twitter as well, his 15-16 season with us. You compare, he's probably got more defence with Saints, but more blocks, more interceptions, more tackles, more tackles won. Uh, more clearances, more headed clearances. You think that is a dominant performance, and we were saying all along he's world class. But I think now Liverpool fans have got a, a chance to say he's world class. They will absolutely savour that until yeah, as long as they can. Mm-hmm. But when the small Southampton fans say it, it means nothing. No, yeah. and all the pundits actually watch him because let's be honest, they don't do that much research. Yeah. Then that, that's when they realise he's actually a very good, good player. Any other Saints players? He's got Stephen Davis getting his Ooh. move to Rangers. Yeah, uh, he's now got his one-year contract there. So, oh, uh, good luck to him. He's always, always a good player. You could tell mm-hmm. his legs were going though, like when he, when he was getting to the end when I was watching him. But he, he always came across as someone that worked mm-hmm. horse in the midfield. It'd be a Saints Always, always, always like a solid player as well. Mm-hmm. No, never did anything completely spectacular. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got two goals away at Tottenham, mm-hmm. but. D- but he didn't complain when he didn't play either. Yeah. He just mm. 
true. Especially true. under Mark Hughes, the first half yeah. of the season. He's true, and true fast. Yeah, sure. I liked, especially like when his last Saints appearance was um, Tottenham, Tottenham away at Wembley when Cam Davis had his brief stint as manager, mm. then appearance of the season, and captain as well. Mm. Probably a very nice send off for him. Mm. Yeah. And uh, players that aren't on the pitch anymore, Franny Bernardi doing his Iron Man challenge. Oh, yeah. You think seven, doing it again? Seven days is ridiculous. Yeah. He, he is mental, <laughs> but you've he, 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 he got to give it to him. Like, yeah, of course. It, it, it takes some bottle to say that you're, you're even going to run a marathon for something like the charity. And to mm. do seven Iron Mans <laughs> in seven days is. Uh, yeah. That's mad. And Matt has joined him for a jog, which was. Uh, it's quite nice to nice see as well. Yeah. He, did, he did 11.8 miles to yeah. refer to Matt. So he, he, did, he, did, he, did, he did do really and well. And that's more miles he covered than his <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, dear. I say? Well done to Nigel Adkins as well, because he's done well at Hull. Oh, yeah. yeah I've been, Hull's kind of turned into a little second team for me, because mm. I always wanted Nigel Adkins to do well. Mm. Yeah. It's nice to see him, because he definitely turned Hull around. Oh, yeah, they're he's fine, finally, finally got another club to build. What yeah, build team. And I hope well. they're bored and the uh, owners back him and try and help him turn around, because you mm. saw... He had a prodigy with Saints. He obviously did this really well. It'd be nice to see him do that with Hull as well. Yeah. Well, the proof's in the hole, really. You can see that they're doing well. They're doing well from where he picked them up. Mm. Could you see him come in and maybe manage a lower tier state, a Premier League team, sorry? Or do only, you think his quality only, is only if, it, only if it's with Hull. Yeah. Only uh, if it's I a team that he brings up. I, Atkins doesn't seem like the personality to if there's like if if it's something's going well where he is he doesn't seem like this person to jump ship and like yeah. move to a side where he could get relegated because you saw like he went from Southampton to Reading didn't he when he left the club yeah, yeah. and he got relegated there so I don't I yeah. don't think he would do that again. he's definitely not a short term kind of boost manager like a no. Sam Allardyce he's definitely more of a club building one yeah. it's nice to see in the modern game that he has actually been given that chance a lot of them if they didn't get that direct turnaround they would have been out the door mm. but it's nice that Hull actually gave who previously haven't been that great with their managers um, actually giving them the chance to try and turn it around which mm. is quite nice and the final final two ex-players you've cool. got uh, Billy Sharp David McGoldrick Billy Ooh. Sharp 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 uh, getting <laughs> get, getting promoted uh, into the Premier League yeah we'll see him next season nice, nice to see uh, Billy Sharp finally get his chance yeah. which is a shame he didn't get his Saints yeah, yeah. Captain with Boyer Club. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll nice it, it, be nice to see him and the Goldrick back mm. at, back in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. 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 see him at, uh, seeing them back at St Mary's. That'd yeah. be nice to see. Hopefully, hopefully they'll get. I mean, they team. will score against. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 If we win, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. three that's two. Fine. That's the prediction. Okay, so should we wrap it up there? Okay, so I've been Ollie. You've been Mikey. Jambo and Harry and Harry okay thank you for listening we'll see you again next time bye